Hello and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group's podcast series. FSG is the leading information services provider for emerging market executives. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools and data that help power their emerging market business strategies. Today we'll discuss the latest developments in Azerbaijan and the outlook for the market for 2016 and beyond. My name is Anna Rosenberg and I'm the practice leader of Sub-Saharan Africa and will be moderating today's podcast. Joining me for this conversation is Mark McNamee, our Central and Eastern Europe analyst. Mark, welcome and thanks for joining me for this discussion today. Hello, Anna. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. All right. So, Mark, let's just jump right in. Let's start by discussing the low oil price right now, which has affected a lot of emerging markets across the world. And Azerbaijan is, of course, a major oil exporter. So how has the low oil price affected the economy there? Well, interestingly, up to this point, not particularly much. Uh, Azerbaijan devalued their currency by 33.5% against the dollar in February of this year, which many thought, of course, that would cause significant inflation. However, the government was quick to institute price controls, which then helped keep inflation in check and protect consumers. Likewise, regarding government spending, the government for the most part maintained their 2015 budget spending plans, despite the fact that the budget was based upon an oil price of about $90 per barrel. So in that case, government spending has really only fallen minimally this year compared to last year and does not reflect at all really the sharp fall in the oil prices. So overall, the government was able to more or less sort of disguise or delay these underlying economic pressures. I see. That's, that's very interesting. Can the government, in fact, continue to subsidize the economy in this way? I imagine that's very expensive. Right, of course. And, and that's the right question, Anna. How long can they actually keep this up for? The answer, of course, is no. Um, it seems as though the government was simply really hoping and praying that the oil prices would sort of magically rise in order to bail them out of their current situation. But it's become clear to them and to the rest of the world, really, that they now have to create legitimate policies in order to contend with several years of these prolonged low energy prices. So in short, they have pretty much simply postponed most of the economic pain from 2015 into 2016, as they'll be un unable to prop the economy up for the long term. As an example, in order to maintain the government spending this year, the government transferred several billion dollars to the budget, which they had not originally planned for during their budget talks in late 2014. But this year, going into 2016, they can't afford to do that each year for the next several years. That's, that's interesting, and it doesn't sound very good for the economy. So if oil prices are going to remain low and the government can't repeat what they did this year, what's going to happen next year then? Right. Well, <laughs> 2016 is going to be a very difficult year, which is going to surprise many of our clients. Previously, Azerbaijan had grown an average of about 11% year-on-year each year between 2000 and 2014, And, of course, consumer spending, likewise, rose in step. But multinationals really need to forget these past growth rates and create new targets, as we're forecasting Azerbaijan to contract next year by over 4%, which is going to be very alarming to our clients, and then stagnate uh, only in 2017, with only minimal growth after that in 2018. So diving a little bit deeper, in particular, there's really two factors that will be driving this falling growth. First, and what our clients really need to begin preparing for now when making their 2016 plans, is a significant devaluation of the manat, the local currency in Azerbaijan, in the coming months. Secondly, government spending is set to decline by over 23% in local currency terms. This clearly is related to the price of oil. The energy sector makes up about two-thirds of the government budget, so revenues have fallen drastically, of course. All the while, 
the state oil fund, SOFAS, is also declining. So really, these two factors, the government spending, the coming devaluation, are going to greatly weaken demand across all customer segments, whether it's customer, business, or government. So, Mark, you mentioned earlier on that our clients are going to be surprised by that. What are corporate sentiments towards Azerbaijan currently? Well, currently, we believe, and from what our clients have discussed with us, that they're sort of using their past benchmarks, their past expectations for the market of the last 15 years, which entails, of course, strong consumer spending, increases year-on-year of government spending, but that's really going to change uh, this coming year. So part of what we're doing today in this podcast and the recent report that we've released on Azerbaijan is trying to sort of change some of those expectations for our clients and have them develop maybe more realistic targets for, for the future for some of our clients who might be surprised by this. Indeed, and a lot of our clients are, are facing um, missed expectations, if you want. Missed, missing, they're missing their targets because expectations were too optimistic for a lot of markets around the world. But let's talk a little bit more about the currency. Could you dive a little bit deeper into the devaluation for us? So regarding the devaluation, this is really an issue of simply timing and level. Um, the pressure on the foreign currency reserves will force the central bank to act very soon. Foreign currency reserves, which were at nearly $16 billion dollars, just over about a year ago, have since fallen to around $7 billion and continue to go down. In addition, they've fallen by over 30% since the devaluation in February, when most, most observers believe that the reserves would have obviously been able to sustain themselves. But the government instituted their price controls, which of course caused the reserves to fall a bit further. So also, there will be further pressure with the coming U.S. interest rate hike that we expect to see perhaps in December or at the latest by first quarter of 2016. So that'll add further pressure. So in the end, we believe they will devalue any time between now, November 2015, and the end of the first quarter of 2016, really at the latest. So that regards the timing. As far as the level of the devaluation, we believe Azerbaijan will eliminate their peg to the US dollar, somewhat similar to what Kazakhstan recently did in August, and move to a free-floating currency regime. This, though, will involve a pretty significant devaluation, in our estimation, something to the tune of about 30 to 40 percent devaluation in the coming months. This is our base case, though. The government hasn't really given much indication that they plan to do this. This is simply our analysis based upon the economic fundamentals, but there are other options for the government. For example, the government may simply lower the peg by, say, maybe 20 percent in the coming months, or try to maintain their current peg to the dollar. Uh, for about the first half of 2016, but they really don't have the reserves to maintain that peg for much longer. That doesn't sound very good. So in the end, is Azerbaijan still an attractive investment destination or not? Sure. Of course, you need to be looking at Azerbaijan within the CIS portfolio. So despite this low growth, the coming devaluation we just discussed, the low domestic demand for the next several years, Azerbaijan still has some very appealing qualities specifically within the CIS portfolio. So compared to its CIS neighbors, Azerbaijan has a high urban population with a high per capita GDP, is politically stable and will be for several years despite the economic downturn, and comparatively has a decently positive environment for doing business within the region. So the message for MNCs then is to really take a more long-term view and make some operational adjustments uh, in the short term in order to strengthen their business. So Mark, you've given us a good description of the outlook for the market in 2016. What can multinationals do to adapt to this new situation? So ultimately, MNCs really need to sharpen their strategies and focus on the remaining selective opportunities. 
there will now be fewer opportunities, so there will be even more competition in the market now. With purchasing power set to struggle so much in 2016, firms are really going to have to focus on reassessing their targets, focus increasingly on market share now as opposed to profitability, and consider segmenting their customers to find those remaining niche opportunities. And for firms selling to the government, they should remember that a lot of government spending is going to be maintained in 2016 and beyond. So B2G firms, as well as the B2B firms that work off of government investment, need to work with local partners to identify some of the high-profile signature energy and infrastructure projects that are going to be maintained by the government in the coming years. Also, the falling demand and the currency depreciation is going to negatively affect the financial health and capability of distributors and local partners. And this is where the operational advice comes in. MNCs are really going to need to improve their distributor management, including monitoring them more and considering even possibly giving them some financial assistance. So that's the advice in the end. Set real expectations for 2016 amid this downturn and prioritize partnership management in order to strengthen your business for the long term. Thank you, Mark. I think that advice is probably relevant for a lot of uh, struggling markets out there right now. This has been a very interesting and insightful conversation. As a reminder to our clients, you can speak with Mark or any of the FSG analysts by simply reaching out to your account manager directly. You can access FSG's report related to Azerbaijan, as well as all our other reports and podcasts on our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. This concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great performance in your emerging markets, especially in Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm.